Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. y'all and welcome back and do another episode of believe in the atp tour i'm your host jacob sersosimo and today you're listening on the believe network man i'm gonna say this i think every every episode every week for the next two months but man i can't believe the season's almost over i really can't seems like it's gone by so so fast but this week we're talking about a pair of atp 500 tournaments one going on in vienna austria the other one in basel switzerland both really good tournaments both fun tournaments to watch and i would venture to say popular tournaments on tour because of who they get to come to these tournaments and play in these tournaments. I talked a little bit about Vienna at the end of last week's episode and the first round matches that were in Vienna, but if you didn't catch it then, I'm going to go through right now what is going on in Vienna. At the very end of this episode, by the way, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Rolex Paris Masters because that is what's going on over the next week and some change. So I'm going to get to that here in a little bit. But right now, we got to talk about Vienna. The first rounds, you had Fields and Medvedev. You had uh, Musetti and Dimitrov. Uh, Dominic Team and Stefano Tsitsipas was a first-round match. Uh, Mueller and Tommy Paul was a first-round match. Rublev and Popperin was a first-round match. Tiafo and Daniel Evans was a first-round match. Altmaier and Monfils was a first-round match, and Yannick Sinner and Ben Shelton was a first-round match. This tournament was stacked. Francis, uh, Ser- Francisco Serendolo and Lorenzo Sinego was also a first-round match. Like I said, this tournament absolutely stacked. The top seed at the very top, Daniil Medvedev, the, bottoms, or the number two seed at the very bottom of the bracket, Yannick Sinner. Uh, Yannick Sinner cruises his way into the final to face Daniil Medvedev. It's a one and two seed. Nothing too exciting when it comes to making it to the final. But one thing to really highlight here is Andre Rublev makes it to the um, Vienna quarterfinals, which makes him qualified for the ATP finals. In turn, here in a little bit. And with this qualification, this is the fourth consecutive year that Andre Rublev has made it to the ATP finals. I, I, this is something that... I, all these players every year really, really want to get to. You can tell you, Alexander Sferov this year said, my goal is to be back in the top eight by the end of the year so I can go to Turin. This is something very important for a lot of these players. And for Rublev to be there in four consecutive years, he's one of those guys that just lingers around and continues to play really, really good tennis, right? You hear about the guys at the top. You hear about some guys that are you know, trying to tap into the top 10, top five. But then you got a good core group of guys that just lingers in that top 10, that top eight, that can make it to these tournaments every single year. Um, it's, you know, Bertini was there before he got hurt. Then you have Rublev and Sitsipas and uh, Zverev. Uh, those are guys that just kind of sit there in that top eight that get a go to this every single year and get a chance to end the, end the year with a win at the ATP Finals, which is a a big accomplishment, I believe. Um, it's not a Grand Slam. It's not a Masters 1000. It's different. It's the year-end finals, and it's a chance to really, really staple yourself as one of the best players moving into the next next year, the following year. So a really good win for him to get into the quarterfinals and a really good, you know, moving on for him. I believe he actually made it to the semi. Yeah, he did make it to the semifinals here is where he lost to Yannick Sinner. Let's move on a little bit from what's, 
Rublev did and get to what Yannick Sinner did. Yannick Sinner, the two seed, goes right through this tournament to win it. Yannick Sinner beats Shelton, he beats Sinego, he beats Francis Tiafo, he beats Rublev, and then he beats Medvedev. An incredible tournament put together by Yannick Sinner to win this tournament in Vienna, Austria. Now, Yannick Sinner, um, it's a new national record for him. He matches uh, Borzuti's season victory record with 54 wins. Um, in 1978 and becomes the Italian with the most ATP wins um, in the same year. At just 22 years old, he's on the verge of becoming one of the greatest Italian male tennis players of all time. That's not shocking. That's from Relevant Tennis on Twitter. Not shocked by that. Um, let's go by what he's done. Uh, by, by beating Andre Rublev and beating Daniil Medvedev in Vienna, Yannick Sinner is now the only ATP player to have seven top five victories in 2023. Yannick Sinner gets pushed behind, I believe, gets pushed behind Carlos Alcaraz a lot. A lot of people compare him to Carlos Alcaraz, which I completely understand that comparison. I really do. But on the other hand, he quietly goes about his business. He quietly plays really, really good tennis, and he quietly is having a, such an incredible year. And everyone looks at you know the U.S. Open. He grinded it. I was very impressed with him at the U.S. Open. The way he grinded it out, the way he played late night, the way his body you know was shutting down, and he still continued to play really, really good tennis. Um, but he's he's capable of doing this on a week in and week out basis. And the way that he continues to play on the ATP Tour is incredible. He doesn't play a flashy game, which I think is why a lot of people don't really have their eyes on him, right? He has 10 titles in his ATP career, um, in his professional tennis career, and four of them have come this year in 2023. Vienna, Beijing, the Masters 1000 in Canada, and then Montpellier. So he plays really, really good tennis this year. And because of the year that Novak Djokovic is having, because of the year that Carlos Alcaraz is having, a lot of eyes don't go towards what Yannick Sinner is doing. And he seems like a little bit quieter of a guy, so I'm not really sure this even bothers him. He quietly goes about his business. He quietly keeps playing really, really good tennis. And he's going to be a favorite for one of these Grand Slams in the next two years. And he's going to be an absolute you know, powerhouse to face in a bracket in all of these Grand Slams. He already is, but he, I think he's going to be a real threat to win a Grand Slam here coming in a few years. And I'm not saying he can't, he's not a real threat right now, but with the, you know, with the with the surge that Carlos Alcaraz has made and how Novak Djokovic is playing right now, it's going to be really hard um, for him to get over that hump, I believe. And he's been so close, but it's going to take... I believe, a little bit more time, not a lot, just a little bit more time to get over that hump. But these tournaments that he's winning, he's beating really, really good players on the way to winning those tournaments. It's a, He gets dealt a brutal draw sometimes. And the fact that he can, can continue to get up the next day and beat top 20 guys back to back to back to back to back is really, really impressive. And Yannick Sinner, what he did in Vienna, very impressed with what he did, if you can't tell by this rant I've just gone on. But he is a champion once again. Ten titles, four in 2023. Yannick Sinner, I don't even want to say the next big thing because he is the big thing right now. All right, we got to move on. Let's move on to the next tournament that's going on. This one is in the Switzerland, and this is the Swiss Indoor Open. Um, 
a really good tournament always. It's in Basel. Um, there's always a good turnout here. Andy Murray's here. Holger Runa is the top seed. The number two seed, Casper Rune. Bublik's in this tournament. That's a really good first-round match. Casper Rude versus Alexander Bublik. Uh, Rude obviously wins that one. I shouldn't say obviously. How would you know? But I'm telling you right now. Uh, Struff and Eubanks play first round. Struff wins that one. Diego Schwartzman plays Alex de Manure. A lot of good matches. You get the point. We're going to get kind of right to it here. Holger Runa makes it to the semifinals where he plays Felix Ogiel-Yassim. Hubie Hercoc and Hugo Umber make it to the semis. Hubie Hercoc faces Felix Ogiel-Yassim in the final, and FAA wins this title. Now, it's been a while since FAA has seen success. He has five titles in his career. Um, this is his first title of 2023. He had four titles in 2024. Um but he just hasn't done it this year. Um, in my eyes, it's been a fairly disappointing year for Felix Ogiel Um, You'd expect him to play really, really well and have a really good year. He's got Tony Nadal on his side, and it seemed like he was on the up and up, and then he just had a, quite a few early exits and disappointing losses throughout the season this year. And you, from an outsider's point of view, you kind of expect more consistency from someone who has Tony Nadal, who has all the weapons, who has you know the game to make a further run at a lot of these places, and he just straight up didn't. To see him win at the Swiss Indoor was awesome. Um, it was awesome. And for him to get this title, I think is really, really big because of the year that he's had. And for him to be able to beat Hercoc in the final, who is a really, really good player, has to be amazing for Felix Ogier Aliassim. This is the second straight season that he's won this tournament. Uh, it's it's been it's been very good for him. He even gets a little emotional um, when he wins this tournament. He says, "I came here for the first time when I was 17. It was a pleasure for me. This means a lot. Ups and downs this year." Um, but for me, this win is extra special. Probably the most special so far in my career. It's a pleasure for me um, that it happened in front of you today. That's what he said after winning this tournament. Um, it's been a battle of a year. I believe this keeps his top 20 ranking. Um, him winning this tournament keeps his top 20 ranking because he pretty much keeps all the all the points that he won last year at this tournament, which is uh, 500. Um, but this is the his first time winning five matches in a row since winning Basel last year. So, um, yeah, it's it's really been a tough year when it comes to his performance on the court this last year. So, great win for Felix Ogiel-Yassim. Good to see him back in the win column. Good to see him winning consecutive matches again. Can he build on this in Paris? Can he play really, really good um, in the next six months again and kind of get himself back on the map, I think, is the big question when it comes to FAA. All right, we got to move on. We got to get to uh, the Paris Rolex Masters or the Rolex Paris Masters, however you want to say it. Um, funny thing, Rolex Paris Masters, that's what it is. Funny thing about this is uh, pre, pre-tournament, Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz were practicing together, which I thought was really cool. And if you watch some of their practice points on digital or not digital social media, unbelievable. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect anything less, but awesome Awesome to see these two practice together. You always want to see the, you know, you always want to see the best of the best play against the best of the best. But if you can see them practice together, I think it's even worth buying a ticket to. Honestly, I would buy a ticket for it. Top seeds in this tournament: Novak Djokovic at number one, Alcaraz at number two, Daniil Medvedev three, four, center, 
Five is Rublev. Six is Runa, Holger Runa. Seven is Stefano Sidzipas. Eight is Kasper Ruud. He's really dropped here late in this year. Nine is Taylor Fritz. Ten is Alexander Zverev. Other names in this tournament. Hercoc, Paul, Damon Neuer, um, Tiafo, Shelton, Hachinov. The list goes on and on. It's a Masters 1000 tournament. Guys want to be here. Guys want to be playing really well. And it's going to live up to its hype. Um, let's take a look at it. Looks like uh, the first round kind of got underway already. Ben Shelton lost in the first round. Uh, Dominic Team beat Stan Wawrinka. Great win for him. Alex Damanur comes from behind. It looks like an to beat Andy Murray in the first round. I, I believe Andy Murray was up 5-2 in the decider set and lost this match. So a gut-wrenching, gut-wrenching loss for Andy Murray, which essentially ends his year um, as far as big tournaments go. So a, a tough loss for him. But Alex Damanur, there's a reason they call him the demon is because he comes back and he can do things like that. We'll talk about this Masters 1000 a ton next week. Let's get to some news real quick before I get out of here. Um, let's go to Stan Wawrinka. Him and Ben Shelton have complained about the balls, um, tennis balls, as of recently on social media. I've talked about this in a lot, in a, a few episodes prior to this, about how a lot of players are complaining about the inconsistency in balls they're playing with and the difference in them. Stan Wawrinka exposing it once again, what players have to deal with Different balls every week. He says four weeks, four different balls. When the tournaments are going to, when are the tournaments going to listen to players? And he has pictures of all four balls. You look at Ben Shelton. He posted on Instagram and said, uh, "Usually don't have arm issues, but fifth tournament in a row playing with a different ball. I'm definitely feeling it this week. This is an ongoing problem. We're going to have to keep looking at this problem because uh, players are upset about it and not happy about it, and it's just something to keep an eye on as we move forward." Uh, the WTA Finals is also this week, so we'll keep an eye on that. And in news, Jensen Brooksby suspended for 18 months. Um, he's been, been suspended for 18 months by an independent uh, tribunal after committed after he committed three whereabout failures in a 12-month period. ITA confirms the sanction is backdated to July 5th, 2023, and ended July and it will end on July or January 4th. 2025. Tough break for Brooksby because I know a lot of people like watching him play because he plays such an entertaining level of tennis and he's American, uh, but you won't be watching him for another year and a half. That's this episode. I'm going to leave it there. Next week, we get a ton into what's going on in the Masters 1000 in Paris. It's going to be fun. I think there's going to be fireworks. Could you imagine if we get Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic in the final? Bro, that'd be sick. I'm excited for it. Watch tennis this week. Follow tennis this week. It's going to be a good week for tennis around the world. We only really got a month left of uh, real tennis until we get a month and some change break. And then we go to Australia. Appreciate you listening. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.